listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I am Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. Simone, we have been busy. Oh my gosh. Can you wow. catch Have you caught your breath yet? <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. I I've know. had one of those days. Last week, well, last week was one of those weeks where I was like, okay, oh, I'm in Venice on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm back in Buras mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Earning your coastal miles exactly. in the air. And, in the well, air. <laughs> and then yesterday we were up on a flyover exactly. out of, um, well, out of the West Bank, but then we flew over you know, Orleans and St. Bernard and Plaquemines. It was actually, I mean, it's always incredible to see the land building. Yeah, we saw pictures land yesterday. It must have been pretty clear. Some of the areas the- we would bo- did mm-hmm. a boat tour of last week, and then we saw some of the restored barrier islands. So, um, you know, that's always great to get up there and, and get those photos. We had um, someone who works for our, our national organization in town, and so awesome. they wanted to see it and get that perspective. But there was a piece that was recently aired by WGNO, Kinsey yes, Schofield, yes, that it. we um, arranged. And, you know, she actually says, in the air with Restore the Mississippi River <laughs> Delta. So it's all about her flyover experience and talking about I love that. why people in New Orleans should care about what's going on beyond the levees. And Shelby Latino did the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. About, like, I'm from Louisiana, and I did this. And I love it that it's from their perspective perspective um but but it how it impacts everybody it's something that everybody can relate to for sure yeah so we we had planes this week last week was planes boats. trains and automobiles so where were we last week on wednesday we had uh, coastal connections in buris uh we're gonna have brad barth on who spent the day with us down there um bren haas updated everyone of a former guest of ours um, updated everybody at the monthly CPRA meeting about how that event went went and it's always a nice reminder I think he said it's like their 22nd 3rd or 24th Coastal Connections event and sometimes we get caught up in that you know mm-hmm. um, the fact that they've been down there so many times and you know we had probably 90 plus people go out on boats and so we're going to talk to Brad about that partnership and that experience in a little bit. Awesome yeah and and you mentioned it but the CPRA board meeting was right, today and there was right. some news that came out Oh, right, their right, their monthly meeting is held on the um, the third Wednesday of um, of the month, and uh, this this time they talked about Rose O'Kane, but they also talked about which is important, right, to a lot of the coastal parishes. They gave an update on that. Um, and the scale bug, as we tease mm-hmm. Sarah and Tristan about who gets what uh, insect, right? But um, also that um, they're going to have a project solicitation for the next master plan. Uh, Which even is 2023 20, is right. the master plan because they right. updated in the legislature they did. They did. to they make gave it every six years. Exactly. They gave an extra year in the legislature. And then also even Wendell talked about a, a kind of infamous hurricane that we actually got to hear from mm-hmm. uh, Dr. John Ducey before about just us uh, within our within and our staff, but um, kind of reminding people where we came from with hurricanes and and how they're still relevant today and how you need to be prepared. Wow. So, Sounds like yes. a jam-packed agenda. It sure was. You know, it and sure it's was. great to always revisit history to understand yeah, where we yes, are and where we've sure. come from. But then also, you know, um, I saw that they put out the solicitation mm-hmm. for project yep. ideas mm-hmm. for the master plan. It's just an un- another great Im- reminder that it's science-based, but it's also publicly informed. Absolutely. Yeah. And it takes that long. I mean, 2023, I mean, they start now working on that plan. So that's really important. But um, always as a reminder, if you want to find out more information uh, about what happens at those monthly board meetings, um, they do air them live, on either on Facebook Live, or if they're at the Capitol, they're on the uh, legislature's website. And then the presentations can be found on coastal.l. 
LA.gov under their calendar section if you're interested in one yeah, of those I topics. I have to say, since they started live streaming, mm-hmm. my trips to Baton Rouge <laughs> have <frequent>. decreased because <laughs> it's just so easy to tune in from your desk. But Absolutely. That is true. That is true. Um, I do go still in po- person most times because I see people and we can talk about other things. We had some other meetings. Or you're presenting. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, right. I did get a shout out from Bryn and, <laughs> and Restore Mississippi River Delta got a shout out for their help with Coastal Connections. So that's always a nice kudos to us. But um, we would do it without it. That's for sure. So I'm looking forward to talking to Brad um, later. Um, but first, we have a friend. I, I tapped yeah. into to my part of the world. Um, we actually have, um, we're going to have Ryan Perk on the line. He's going to talk to us. He actually spoke to us in the spring. If you can remember, we talked about an event that his group was having friends of Bayou Lafouche. And so, um, Ryan, are you on the line? Yes. Hey, Ryan. (laughs) How are you? Welcome back to Delta Dispatches. Thanks for having us back. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, we were just actually reminded that you had a St. Patrick's Day event. And um, how did that go? Tell us a little bit about that. And then we want to talk about the work that you've done since then. Sure, sure. First of all, thanks for having me back. I appreciate any any opportunity to get on, uh, get online with you guys and kind of share the the work that you guys are doing that, that, Undoubtedly impacts what we're trying to do along by Lafouche. But yeah, so last time, last time I was on the air, we were we were promoting our St. Patrick's Day on the Bayou event, which took place um, this past March on on St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day, right? Yeah, it fell on a Saturday. So uh, what we did is we hosted a, a series of paddle events, um, giving people the opportunity to to paddle on the Bayou. And then immediately after that, I mean, this all took place in, in Thibodeau, and immediately after that, we we shut down LA One. We had live music, we had food vendors, drink vendors, and um, and several kids kids events related um, vendors out there uh, to keep everybody entertained. So the event was a, a huge success, um, especially considering it was, it was the first time it had been done. Um, you know, we had several dozen paddlers taking place in the the one mile race and the, and the three mile race, the cardboard uh, box I, race. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I think that the highlight of the event was the cardboard and duct tape. I love that. So that, that's my category, Ryan. You know that. <laughs> look, I'm Simone. I'm I'm counting on you and Victoria next year. To cardboard and duct tape boats. Yeah, you uh, probably have to encourage Victoria to build it. She's much smarter than I am when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> You'll lay back and just let her paddle and yeah. <laughs> have yeah. your life vest on. I think, you know, when we first revealed the concept of, of cardboard and duct tape, people thought that we were crazy. Oh, I think that's uh, hilarious. So that You know, there's no no way that they're going to get into a cardboard boat and try to paddle uh, down the bayou. But actually, all the teams that entered made it. Yay! <laughs> Had a couple that came very, very close to tipping over, but all the teams that that entered into the, the cardboard and duct tape boat races uh, across the finish line while still above the wall. I love it. So That's so awesome. funny. It's impressive. So, so Ryan, who who has that idea to be like, hey, let's stick people in the bayou with cardboard and duct tape? <laughs> well, one of the one of the things that we're working on doing is, I mean, Bayou Fouche is 106 miles from Donisonville all the way down to the Gulf. Um, and and so while the, the wants and needs in each community along the bayou is different, and, and we recognize that, we're trying to put together what we call advisory committees. So, you know, each community has a group that, that we meet with occasionally, 
and they give us feedback on the potential uses and, and projects and events that we can have along the bayou. And, and in meeting with the Thibodeau-based advisory committee, um, that it was really their idea that said, let's, let's have a St. Patrick's Day event and, and give people the opportunity to use the bayou. And, and that came up as, as one of the concepts for the event. And, and, you know, it was, it was funny, the, the, you know, the, the attitude about the, you know, the cardboard box folks, uh, definitely changed from the time that before the race has started until afterwards, <laughs> you know, you know, before there was a lot of smack talking going on about how they're going to be picked up out the water. And then after, after the event, everybody's like, Oh, next year, next, next year, I'm year. In, next year, I'm beating your team. And I think we might have to make it a little bit more challenging for next year, but oh. yes, yeah, so we are, um, St. Patrick's Day falls on a Sunday uh, next year, 2019. So we're going to have it on uh, on the 16th, which is Saturday, the day before. So Ryan, we want to talk a little bit more about what else is going on, what's coming up. But um, we're about to head into a break. Before we do, give us where folks can go to learn more about the Friends of Bayou Lafouche. Sure, our website is BayouLafouche.org. Um, we're also on Facebook and Instagram that they can track us down. Um, you can email us at info at or feel free to give me a call, um, 985-665-8474. Awesome. Ryan, hold on, and we're going to come back. We want to talk about the other plans that you have the bo- uh, for the Bayou. So hold on just sure. a little bit, and we'll be back on Delta Dispatches. Don Cheadle. Listen up. I want to talk to you about something important. The Environmental Defense Fund. EDF isn't like some of the other environmental groups. EDF works together with those on both sides of the issue. Despite all the fighting in Washington, EDF has found ways for both parties to support real progress. That has made our air and water cleaner and the products in our homes safer. So not only can our planet prosper, so can our future. Go to edf.org to see how you can help. National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org Louisiana, to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org Louisiana. At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy, Audubon, Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems, focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's biological diversity. Visit la.audubon.org to learn more and support our mission. la.audubon.org. Restore or Retreat is a coastal nonprofit organization working in the heart of the Barataria and Terrebonne basins, from the Mississippi River to the Atchafalaya. We work every day to restore Louisiana's coast community and culture with our mission of implementing long-term and large-scale projects for our irreplaceable region. We'll hope you join us in supporting the solution. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and online at www.restoreorretreat.org. 
we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM, where we're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Laws with Restore or Retreat. Ryan Perk, welcome back. Um, it is that time of the show where we ask you a fun question. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. What is your favorite bar in Thibodeau? Um, the one with the coldest beer. <laughs> Be more specific. Oh, that's that's a tough one. Roxas, Renee's, Piazza, Sinclair. I, I, I guess lumping them. I, you know, you, you didn't. La Casa. It depends what day of the week and what time. Fair. It is. And you know, it's, especially if they start serving pizza late at night. Uh, <laughs> after had a few too many. Uh, then, then yeah, those will be my favorite. But, uh, <laughs> no, it, it, it's tough to answer, uh, but I, I would certainly say downtown Thibodeau has a lot to offer. Very nice. nice. Well, I, I we'll have to come next time I visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to do like a little bar crawl or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Thibodeau's like any other college <laughs> town. <laughs> what, what's right, the right. place that uh, you and Victoria are really excited is opening on campus? Uh, a Chick Fil A. Oh, We're Chick-fil-A. getting a Chick Fil A right. on campus. They had Chick Fil A when I was there, and then they took it out. But Victoria and I could yell at the Chick Fil A, which we actually think is going to cause a real problem. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> but speaking of nickels, Ryan, you you've worked on kind of a plan for the Bayou. So why don't don't you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, so this is actually a project that's been going on for probably about a year and a half now. Um, and, and how this all came to be is that the, the Board of Friends of Balafouche recognized that there's about seven and a half acres of bachelor property along or, or right in front of Nichols campus. Um, with, you know, they, they've got their scenic fountain uh, that's there, but there's really no access to the bayou. There's no place to drop in any type of paddle boat. Um, there's no place to sit out and fish. There's no place to sit out and just enjoy the vibe. So we saw an opportunity uh, to get involved with Nichols to help them develop a master plan for the, the bayou side in front of the university. Um, so, I mean, this, this involved a sonic a cooperative endeavor agreement with the university, which of course had to go up to the UL System Board of Supervisors. Oh wow, big for time approval. Um, which, as you can imagine, we had to remain very patient for that to take place. Um, Louisiana Cajun Bayou, which is Lafouche's tourism agency, um, helped us also with a tourism investment program because they saw the value in developing this tract of property. Um, so after all the agreements were signed and, and funding was in place to develop the master plan, um, we form or we procure an agreement with the Planet Design Group uh, with their landscape architecture team, and we put together a steering committee uh, that consisted of uh, Nichols administration, student leaders, uh, staff and faculty. We had uh, all the local governments uh, involved in the process and other key stakeholders uh, that we thought would be vital to the input in order to put this together. So over the course of two months, we held four meetings with the steering committee, uh, going back and forth with different concepts and with everybody. And then um, and then just last week, we released uh, the, the comprehensive master plan for the entire Nichols Bayou side park. Um, and this, this can be found on our website at bayoufouge.org. Also, Facebook and Instagram, everything's been posted to there. 
Um, this is something that we're very excited about. I mean, the, the project includes everything from boardwalks to walking trails, sculpture pads uh, to work with the Nichols Art Department, um, an amphitheater, uh, outdoor classroom, pavilions, uh, off-street parking, floating dock, motorized boat launch, and it also includes improvements to LA-1, which passes right in front of the university. So it is it is a large-scale um project um but it's been designed in a uh it's been it's been designed in phases um the, you know the total price tag is is 8.1 million uh for the whole renovation um knowing and recognizing that it would be difficult to find you know that kind of money in, in one place unless simone wants to be very generous to us mm-hmm. simone is very generous yes oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's done it's me done in phases um, you know, so with with the, the first and, and, and highest priority of ours being to provide access to the bayou, um, the first phase, we've submitted a grant request to the state um, that would include funding for a portion of the off-street parking, uh, connecting to the existing walking trails, a pavilion, a boardwalk, and inserting a floating dock. Uh, into the body to provide access. So, you know, it's it's our hopes that we can provide some some interest and some excitement and build some momentum, which will help us fund the additional phases of of the complete master plan. That's so awesome, Ryan. And I mean, the whole project just seems like such an incredible endeavor and and really important. I mean, we're seeing more and more, obviously in Lafourche and elsewhere, people wanting to have more access to yeah, the environment. Like Greenway, they want to have like yeah, kind of stuff, like right? put-ins for their kayaks or yeah. walking trails or that sort of thing. So, you know, the recreational opportunities and the opportunities for people to get out in our you know wetlands and our marshes and bayous is so huge. So it's great to see that you guys are helping to advance that and promote literacy around kind of our, our environment and, and waterways. And you know, Jacques, in our Walton video that we did together, right? Um, I actually filmed Bayou Side exactly where Ryan is wow. talking well, about. That, I was wondering about and your backdrop because yeah, I, I, I remember thinking it, it was beautiful. Yeah, right there on the bayou. I sat Ryan on one of those rickety old um, picnic tables and did and a... It, a, a, it, it turned, it it turned out... Together? Yeah, yeah. It turned out actually to be, you know, in, in the production quality of the video is, is just really amazing. But um, we had to park across the street in the circle in front of Nichols and we had to like dart across LA-1. So Ryan talking about you know, off LA-1 parking is really important. I mean, we literally had to like, there's, I don't even know if there's a crosswalk there, like to dart across and they had camera, you know, they had yeah. their, all their production equipment and everything like that. But it is just so beautiful to think that you know, it's there and it has a walkway and, and some things like that, but it, it doesn't have the access. And so, so Ryan, let me ask you: you did get a um, you did a, get a grant to start right from uh, Louisiana's Cajun Bayou that that kind of helped you with the planning. So, so that played that paid for the planning process. Yeah, and uh, Louisiana Cajuns it, Bayou is tell us about that. So they they are Lafourche Parish's tourist tourist agent. commission. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So they they work to promote. Um, the, the activities and potentials of the value both to, to our region and, and everybody visiting. So, you know, this this project is, is really going to be a win-win uh, for everybody involved. I mean, you're talking about a tract of property right across the street from, you know, 7,000 students who are always looking for activities and, 
and things to do. And, and so not only is it, is it a big improvement for the university, but we see it also being as, as a big improvement for the region. So they used to have uh, paddle races at school, right? And then I think their dock, their dock gave out a little bit. But, that, I mean, that was one of the yeah. – I mean, they used to do things as a, as a right. student body there. There must be such and, a huge demand from the students, but also from residents, right, in, in Lafourche. Yeah, and, and I think part of Ryan's job, right, is, I mean, and, and we actually had a meeting earlier this week about it, is, is to connect people, you know, that – Bayouvouche is that artery that runs, would you say, Ryan, 106 different miles? And it means different yep. things to different people. But at, at the heart of it, it is that artery that runs all the way along. It's, it's you know, so different in Donaldsonville, different in Thibodeau, and, and so different when you get to La Rose. Um, but it is that one thing that connects everybody. And I, I did see that there was a piece on Fox 8 about um, they found um, a canoe. Um, a Native American canoe they were digging um, in Assumption and it is like it's the oldest canoe that they found but the uh, Louisiana yeah the Louisiana State Archaeologist the the oldest the oldest Native American uh, boat that's been found like predates predates like by hundreds and wow. hundreds of years the last time but one of the things they said was like this was just like a little go canoe like to take a day trip up the bayou and i thought that's awesome right i mean that's you know that even native americans like hundreds and hundreds of years ago just used to go up and down the bayou yeah. you know from here well, I mean, to there. yeah these waterways are there for a reason that's it's, so cool i'd love to see that story exactly yeah. so ryan we uh we have to let you go but why don't you tell us once again where you can find your information uh and then we we can't wait to have you back on Sure. Uh, again, Friends of Alafouche, uh, our website is bayoulafouche.org. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, visit our website to see information, not only about our organization and the things that we're doing, but also uh, we try to post any information uh, that's relevant to Bayoulafouche, whether it be events or, or projects taking place. So. Um, Simone and Jacques, thanks again for thanks having Thanks for being me. on, thanks, Ryan. Thanks, and best of luck with the project. Thanks so much. All right, we'll Bye, be Ryan. back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org Louisiana, to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org Louisiana. And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore Retreat. It's the time of the show where I tell everybody that you should hear what happens during the breaks around here. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I think we really are getting to the point where we're going to need a show <laughs> behind the show. We're going to need a show behind the show. All right, Simone. So we are so happy to have Brad Barth from CPRA back on the show. Hello, Brad. Hey, Simone. Hey, Jacques. How you guys doing today? We're doing great. Doing great. Welcome back. Tell us what you're doing, Brad. Well, currently, I'm. Uh, my parents just retired, and I've just helped them pack up the moving van, and we just started on our first leg to drive from Toledo, Ohio, to Tucson, Arizona. 
Toledo to Tucson. That's I love amazing. you, Brad. Toledo to Tucson. That's right. Somebody can write a country song with that. Brad, I, you know, I loved you from when you first wanted to name your goat Simone. Um, but now this makes me love you even more, even more that you would do that. Well, and the fact and congratulations that you, to your parents. Congratulations to your parents. And what an exciting journey for all of you. But then... You're taking time out of that journey to call into our I know, we little radio show. I mean, gosh, we're honored. Brad is really good to us. We we give him these crazy <laughs> ideas, and he does them almost always. Like, so that's amazing. Well, I aim to please, guys. I aim to please. He has never. Wait, hey, Brad, you're going to get that reputation for never saying no. So <laughs> that happened last week for Coastal Connections. Oh, um, that's right. Somebody presented Brad with the idea of like, hey, crazy let's take idea. everybody out on boats and let's let's get them to see Plaquemines Parish from that perspective. So why don't you tell us, we talked about it a little bit in the front end of the show, but from your perspective, Brad, let's talk about those Coastal Connections events in general and then what, what made last week different and um, or, or the same. Well, I tell you what, last week was super awesome because we really got an opportunity to uh, take folks that we've never reached before in our events, and especially ones that maybe didn't have a chance to get out onto the water, onto the east side of the river, down below Bohemia, where there's no um, no um, um, engineered levee down in that Bohemia spillway and further south, and where we were actually able to get out and see some of these natural crevasses and where that vegetation, the nutrient, those and all that flora and fauna is just vibrant in those areas. And so that's what really made it special is some of these folks have never, ever been able to get out there and don't have the means or opportunities. So we're real thankful for our, our partners in crime with you guys and, and um, Jock and your, your efforts yourself, um, CCC and all the other different MRD and all the other different organizations and all the folks that volunteered their time to help us out with that event. And we, we especially thank Captain Ryan Lambert for also trusting our crazy ideas, <laughs> although although I think this one was his. Yeah, I think he was the most excited. I mean, he hosted at his lodge, Cajun Fishing Adventures, down in Buras, and, you know, was, was so gone ho The more the merrier. I wanted to get everyone out on a boat. He wants to do it again. But, you know, that was such an uh, important way to kind of show and not tell, right? And, I mean, of course, you were there in the lodge, and you were giving people the overview, and then they actually got to go out and see kind of exactly what you were talking about. And I was there kind of greeting people as they got off the boat, helping them get back on the bus and you should have just seen the faces like lit up just so you know excited and inspired and and ready to go and so it just really you know we try to do that as much as possible take people out and show them what's happening and take them on flights and and so the more opportunities we have to do that the better i mean clearly this had a big impact so brad i guess i mean you were back at the lodge when people came back i mean they must have come back with tons of questions and you know reactions what were some of your favorite reactions that you got from people back from the boats well, I think that some of the folks, the, the biggest reactions I heard about were some of the folks that are historically positioned on the west side of the river uh, in the Barataria Basin, that they're used to that type of environment over there on their side. You know, they'd never been to the east side of the river. So when they came over to the east side of the river and saw all that green stuff, all the vegetation and stuff all breaking off the river there, uh, they were just awestruck at, at the um, well, what's happening on the east side of the river compared to where they're used to on the west side of the river. Yeah, Jacques. And, uh, I, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to get to do that trip earlier this year with Captain Lambert, and and, and, and we thank Captain Lambert for his efforts there, and, and he kind of always just told us, I, I don't want to convince you, I just want to show you what I see and let you make up your own mind. 
Yeah. I think that's great of him. Yeah, Jacques, Jacques always said that. Jacques and I had an opportunity to, to spend some time on the east side. It really is a tale of two sides and and so that is that your point is is so well made about you know the baritaria side see something different so to go on the other side and to see how it's lush and growing and and you know it's it's even it's exciting that ryan still gets excited he literally sees that every day you know and he is still excited about it and so it never really gets old on on our end either um and to just talk about the potential but you know brad i think it can be undersold the fact that you know cpra was there and the intent was to answer questions and i saw you give two whole presentations but it was what happened before and after and in between all those people asked you questions and when they went out on the boats they got to ask bren and dane and josh and rudy cpra uh, yeah, employee members, per each exactly. boat, right? Exactly. So I think that was a really valuable interaction too. And I'm really grateful for that you guys for through Coastal Connections do that. It really is about that conversation. Yeah, Simone and Jack, you guys bring up a good point about the questions and answers. We want to try to put the most transparent, the most the, the most current information that we have about the, the permitting process, about the project, where we're at, out, out to the folks so we can answer any questions they may have. But at the same time, if we don't have the answer, if I don't know the answer, then then I don't know the answer. I don't want to be straightforward with folks and let them know that, yeah, we're still looking for that answer. And this is about when we expect to be able to get that information out to folks. Yeah. And I mean, it's Simone made this point earlier, but I mean, you're a state agency, right? And, I, and we're not going to call anyone out, but um, you're certainly breaking the mold in terms of how you're doing engagement, how you're connecting with people on the ground. I mean, you had this event where you took people out on boats. You've gone to bait shops. Like, tell us a little bit about some of, the, <laughs> <laughs> some of the like, you know, innovative ways that you're doing community outreach as a state agency. Yeah, this, I mean, this is really unprecedented for us. We've, we've heard a lot of stuff in the past about not getting down into the community, down into the parishes that we're doing projects. We really wanted to take a different approach for these two projects, the two mid-basin mid diversions. And, and with that, we've really stressed of getting out into the community through our Coastal Connections events. Uh, but then also, too, we, we change up our hours that we do things. We change up the venues. Um, so we've we've been you know, far west as 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 um, Lafouche, um, over to the St. Bernard side of the, of the river. We've been as far north as Baton Rouge and New Orleans with coastal connections uh, from Plaquemines Parish Government Buildings, St. Bernard Parish Government Buildings, hosting events at, uh, at bait shops, as you mentioned, and so forth. And so we're just, we're just aimed to get out there and get the information out there so folks can have the most current, up-to-date information, no matter what the venue um, from rotary clubs to school boards we, we've we've done it and we've said pretty much we'll travel anywhere if anybody asks us to come visit and for us to give a presentation on the progress of the projects they really don't they really don't ever say no it's more like okay let's let's find out when we can get this scheduled and y'all have been you know everything from one-on-one to small groups to really large groups given the information i think the other thing brad that struck me about last week was the diversity of the group and it was new faces people we hadn't seen or people that wanted to know more information but it was people from plaquemines but we saw folks from resource agencies we saw folks from other nonprofits. we had people come from outside of uh so you know as far from baton rouge and other places and so that struck me too brad that um 
um, that the diversity of the group. Uh, we had actually folks come from the east side come over. Um, and so I, I thought that was really great, too. High so school students. High school students. Exactly. So kudos. Um, uh, so one of the gentlemen was turning 91. And he got on the yes. bus, got on the boat, he got was, off the he boat. He was it, all about it. What a trooper. I agree. I agree. So kudos, Brad, on, on the diversity of the event, too. And, and Jock and I are really proud to support you guys and in, in how much that y'all are trying to do to get that information out and, and really respect that conversation that you're having. So, Brad, we are up against the break. If you want to just hold on with us, we want to um, talk about what the latest and greatest is with the project. If you don't mind sticking with us just for a few more minutes. Sure, no well, he, problem. He ain't got nothing better to do till Tucson. <laughs> so yeah, you stay in with us, Just Brad. Just a few more miles. <laughs> right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. I'm Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. And we are back with Brad Barth, who is currently on a cross-country journey with Road his parents trip. from Toledo to Tucson. That sounds um, like a TV I think, show. I think you need to make a t-shirt out of that, I Brad. I made it. I survived. I survived Toledo to Tucson. So, you know, from being a prior guest that we like to ask fun questions. And I think we're fun. Yeah, we're fun. Uh, You're currently in the middle of a road trip with your parents. But this, I assume, has not been your first road trip with your parents. So growing up, what was your favorite road trip that you took with your parents and why? Man, we we took lots of fun road trips with my parents when I was a kid. We we would go from northern Ohio, where I grew up as a kid, to drive all the way out to visit relatives in um, Las Vegas area, stopping at every national park along the way, and then stopping at every national park along the way. Y'all must have had a nice ride to do back. that in for the bars to ride. That? Y'all must have had a nice ride to do that we, in. We did have a nice ride. My dad had like a 1984 custom Chris Craft. Um, conversion van with what? the captain's chairs that swivel and, and the sofa bed in the back that laid out. So, yeah, we had a. Did you have uh, siblings uh, that you would fight with on that road trip? That's like a hallmark of growing up, yeah. right? Sister. <laughs> <laughs> So, Brad, let, let's wrap up. Let, is there um, any developments uh, that you want to tell us about, either for Mid-Breton or Mid-Barataria? Either way, what's the latest with either one of those projects? And, and maybe what kind of things do you have coming up next? Well, both those projects are really heating up in terms of where we're at with the, um, the permitting process and the engineering and design process. So we start off on the west side of the river with Mid-Barataria, uh, well into um, some of the alternative analysis, and then shortly they'll be looking at the impact analysis uh, with the Army Corps of Engineers and the third-party uh, contractor for EIS. Uh, flipping over to the engineering side, uh, we're really wrapping up some of the initial phases of the um, final engineering to kind of set the footprint of the project or set the components of the project. What kind of gate do we expect to have? What what do we expect the intake to kind of look like? The alignment of the railroad, the highway bridge, um, some of the secondary features of, you know, maybe where we have um, access cross for emergency access or for maintenance, um, the channel, and so forth. So we're really kind of wrapping up 
all the meat and potatoes of the initial engineering to set the project so we can set that cost control for final engineering and design. And when we get to that final design, then we have something to design to in terms of that cost control and that value engineering as we go forward. So to um, completion, uh, we're completing our physical model up in, in Massachusetts. So we'll have a, a much uh, larger scale physical model, a 1 to 65 physical model, almost 10,000 square feet up in Massachusetts that we're building for this project. And that's uh, nearing its completion. Uh, and we'll be looking to do some start doing testing and test runs on that physical model uh, late this year, early next year. Um, Flipping over to the east side of the river, as you know, we have our contractor aboard for the engineering and design. And right now we're really focusing on trying to find that location in the river. We, we have the general location that we want to site the location, but we really need to narrow in on the exact location with the corridor that we're going to pursue in the initial stages of engineering. Okay, so Mid-Breton, yeah, we're just we're working on wrapping up some of the initial engineering. And mainly what we're focusing on is citing the exact location. So we've, we've, we've in the past narrowed down a spot in the river or the point bar of the river mile, but we really want to go ahead and cite the location based on the, the, uh, the river power and the sediment load in the river in that area and get that river location cited exactly and then also then focus in on the corridor width, about the approximate width that we'll need for the corridor. And then once we get to that step, then we can get into the initial engineering and looking at the components and the features of the project to settle upon those. And that will lead us in and allow us to get the permit application for the Section 10 and Section 404 uh, permits with the Army Corps of Engineers into them later this year so that we can start initiating the EIS process. So, so that's kind of where we're at right now with, with both projects. Yeah, so I love that y'all run this kind of outreach component when you, you really are hard at work with these really like grinded out details of, of project development. I was I was in uh, Rudy's office the other day and you popped in with, with Cody, one of our one of our friends, um, and they started talking about calculations and math and all this kind of stuff. And it was so it was so different from for me that I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, I know it sounds silly, but you guys do sit in here every day and, and just literally work on all this stuff. And then, then they have to turn that around and explain that to the public where they are in the process. And so that's really amazing to me. Fox 8 did a story on the um, Coastal Connections mm -hmm. event and they showed that construction sequencing. And Brad, I really do think that's such an aha moment for people that they're like, whoa, to see the sequence of how you would even build build something like that you know so so it's a really great job on translating that grinded out work that y'all do every day in and being able to translate that in a way that the public really can understand you know all the different and important components of this project so you made well, we, the video <laughs> no i'm just kidding yeah I, yeah thank you very much <laughs> so we greatly appreciate those compliments and it is extremely difficult for us because we, we are kind of uh egghead kind of engineering kind of guys and, and ladies so it's difficult for us sometimes to tone that kind of speak down and put it in in more um, usable terms for the everyday folks that aren't heavily embedded into the engineering field so it, it does take quite a bit of effort and work for us to 
to go ahead and translate that and get it down into something usable for for everybody. Yeah, and at the end of the day, Brad, you're you're making a one point three billion dollar investment in our coast, and and you're doing a great job. And we are we are really Jacques and I, I know I think I speak for him that we are so you know we love working with you guys. Y'all are easy to work with, and and um you know it makes you know. It's, it's not even a job and we can help you guys do that because at the end of the day, like I said, you know, $1.3 billion investment to help our coast. I mean, who doesn't love working on something like that? Right. And you see, I mean, it was in the Fox 8 piece, but there were local residents from Plaquemines Parish, some who have been longtime supporters of diversions because they've seen what's happened in their lifetime in terms of land loss and they've seen the areas where there is land gain and they want their wetland buffer to be able to continue to live in Plaquemines Parish. And then there were people that, you know, maybe didn't know too much about diversions or what the program is going to be, but, you know, they came to the event, they went out, they saw the wetlands being built by the river and they're like, whatever that is, we need it. So, um, you know, I think it just shows the the opportunity that really exists when you are able to talk to people in that way and meet them at their level. And that's certainly something y'all have been doing um, a great job at. Well, and I, I'm going to give kudos to you guys because with, with partnerships with folks like yourselves, I mean, we, we couldn't do all this on our own. Last week's uh, Coastal Connections event uh, down in Burris there with, with Captain Lambert and uh, with, with y'all's support, MRD support, uh, restore retreat support as well. Uh, we, we, we just can't do stuff like that without you guys' help and your partnership. So we really appreciate it. We really thank you for all your hard work and effort to help pull. Uh, that's a pretty major event to have that many people uh, coming through with logistics and, and trying to provide uh, you know, a plate of food for folks. I did it for the barbecue, just so you know, Brad. I did it for the barbecue. Can we, can we give a shout-out to the barbecue? Because oh, it was delicious, and I'm salivating about it, thinking about yeah, it. I don't, I don't know if I can solicit for LA-23 barbecue. I, I will. But, I will uh, all day long. LA-23 barbecue is not too bad. No. LA-23 and Bell Chase, right across from the Naval yeah, Base. Well, maybe we should talk best. about it and create a run. I mean, maybe we should keep that jewel to <laughs> well, Jalapeno cheese sausage. Uh, oh, my God. I'm still uh, dreaming about it. Oh, God. It's so good. Well, listen, Brad, we'll let you get back to your 29 hours in the car um <laughs> all right thank you we're so grateful you came back on and we look forward to having thanks you thanks to on you and soon. to your parents mm-hmm. you know for letting well, us no. interrupt their your oh, quality yeah, time no i know we'll have to meet uh the the uh mr and mrs barths you know that that and thank them for what a great son they have working on coastal louisiana projects as they move to tucson <laughs> so we don't have to move to tucson <laughs> i guess right <laughs> thank That's you right. thank you brad for being on uh we look forward to working with you again soon all right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your time. Awesome. Well, another great show. As a oh. reminder, you can always catch up on prior episodes. Subscribe, rate us at deltadispatches.org. Um, so many great experts that we talk to every week. Um, and so we're so excited to have this show and be able to talk to yep. you and bring you these issues. So um, we will see you next week. And for now, it's Delta Dispatches. We discussed Louisiana's coast. It's people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.